Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for the bout of the century? In the red corner, standing at five foot nine, but is convinced it's five foot ten point five, weighing in on conversations he wasn't asked to be a part of, with a record of twenty-three thousand unanswered emails and seventeen hard drives. He's got charisma and eczema in equal measure. It's Marty the Don from Lebanon, smiling. And in the blue corner, weighing in at 160 pounds, standing for absolutely nothing, a veteran of the junior division he's yet to lose, somehow managing to maintain the weight of a primary school-aged boy. With a record 23 domino coupons and 45 pubic hairs left on the bathroom floor, he's the man with no plan, the constant couch dweller, it's... Not never fails, Davina. Yo, 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 housewarmers, welcome to another episode of Housewarming. I'm Nat Demina. I'm Marty Smiley, and that means you're listening to a show where we talk about share houses while we're in a share house about things that happen in share houses. Amen to that. I feel like we are the go-to Bible for everyone in their share house needs. That's what we are. Yep. When it's, this show's big enough, we'll be selling welcome mat merch. Yep. I, I think we can expand our merchandise more than welcome. For now, let's start, at, we'll start at the welcome mat. <laughs> okay, let's Good start with the welcome mat. Profit. All right. <laughs> I've been a bit depressed, my man. Oh, what's going on? Talk to me. I don't want to start on a low note, but the, the country is in need of healing. We've mm. been in lockdown and I'm I'm a bit depressed. I mean, I've, I feel I'm, you, man. I'm embarrassed about something as well, that something I've done in the house that's kind of wrapped up in denial and shame. <laughs> Embarrassed, ashamed, yeah, depressed. Else is there? Yeah. Real trifecta of the Gemini moods. <laughs> I'm missing the gym. Like, I've tried running. I hate it. Don't do that. Every stride, sucks. I hate more. Someone I get told so me, bored. Where am I going? Someone told me running's more fun if you pretend somebody's chasing you. I'm like, I'm not going to pretend somebody's chasing me just so I can enjoy this stupid run through the park. Go fuck yourself. I miss moving things <laughs> that have weight. I don't know what it is. And, like, I think I'm embarrassed to sort of say it because, like, I don't know. Like, not everyone is going to relate to this. Mm. Like, that was my passage into manhood. Like, every young Lebanese growing up in this country, maybe even in the world, their rite of passage is getting a Fitness First membership. (laughs) Like, you kill a donkey in your village. I did that at age 11, right? The next one is sneaking out after high school Uh to go... To the gym via the back entrance uh-huh. of Ringwood Squash Centre. <laughs> That's me. I'm in there. I'm lifting. Yep. Age 13. Next, you hit 16. You're with the cousins. And you're working out big, with the cousins. Big. Wow. I was boxing at 15. <sighs> Unbelievable. I found so, that very hard to believe. You know, a lot of the Jews get the bar mitzvah. Yeah. You get the bar lift. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty much, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I've been pumping iron ever since. Mm, And this is the thing also. People might think, what? Really? (laughs) (laughs) Like, arguably, not even arguably, 
visibly, everyone in my family is double the size of me when it comes to <laughs> muscles. Like, I don't know why, but genetically, I just didn't get what they got. Yeah. Is it is it your cousin or your brother that has a fitness Instagram account? Yeah, yeah. The Fit Affiliate. Fit Affiliate. Good name. <laughs> good, very good name. Very He's catchy. He's so big. His arm is two of mine. He's massive. I started going a bit loopy. And I started buying stuff on Facebook Marketplace. I was buying weight. Yep, yep. This is something I never knew. $2 a kilo. That's the price of weight. <laughs> like $2 a it's kilo. It's $2 a kilo for metal. That's what you're paying for iron. Does that factor in the cost of shaping it into the dumbbell shape? I you guess. You know, the work? The, I, like, I guess, yeah. The materials? Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm, material not and labor. I'm not buying box, lots of <laughs> metal that I then have to <laughs> weld into shape. <laughs> Deconstructed weights. <laughs> like, yeah, I went old school. I bought, like, $150 worth of, like, weights, like, uh-huh. just just to peace of mind. I went with you to the guy That's right. you ordered from. It's all rusted. It's so rusted. And this is what I'm depressed about. Is like, I got all this stuff. Mm-hmm. I've done no exercise. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out there. Like, I see it. Yeah. Like, we'll be out in the backyard or something. Yeah. And I can just see it under a tarp. And it's <laughs> so rusted. And it's just a constant reminder to me about <laughs> how I've done no exercise <laughs> since these lockdowns began. <laughs> So what's the plan? I don't know. Like I, 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 I've, I'm giving up. The issue you're having is seeing the weights underneath the tarp is a constant reminder. Mm. So fuck off with the weights. Get rid of them. I've got to get rid of them. You got to get rid of them. Get this right. Mm-hmm. You know what else is two dollars a kilo? What's that? Potatoes. <laughs> I could have bought twenty bags of t- t- potatoes, man, and an air fryer. <laughs> it would have got much more of a workout. <laughs> Than whatever I've got going on downstairs <laughs> right now. You know, I actually know a trick to make your own weights. Because back home in Africa, we couldn't, you know, weights weren't, you couldn't get gym equipment. There were yeah, no weights gyms. Weights weren't invented, bro. <laughs> 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 it's just a real, our innovation yeah. is really low in, in, you, in Ethiopia. You get, you get on a plate to Ethiopia, you are technically time traveling. <laughs> You're going back in time. Every young person who's ever said I was born in the wrong generation, I implore you, get on a plane to Ethiopia. <laughs> you can fly yeah. to an old generation. You'll fly to an old generation. <laughs> you can see how it was like back in the day. They're still rocking Nokia 3310s, believe me. But <laughs> 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 all you do is you get an empty paint can, yeah. fill that up with cement, yeah. wet cement, and put a pole on top of that. Right. And then you just basically have two tin cans of cement. I mean... If I saw that in the backyard, just sitting there, that would <laughs> be a larger reminder of how unfit I am. <laughs> but it will be a reminder of the arts and crafts you did. It's a damn shame. I do feel for you. I wonder how we have survived this long in lockdown. I'm just. I'm never going to doing... take it for granted again. Yeah, 100%. There's a lot of things I won't take for granted again. Every, when I go back into that gym, when I get back into that sweaty heat, mm-hmm. I'm going to hug my fellow gym junkie <laughs> brothers and sisters and I'm going to let them know, brothers, I missed yeah. <laughs> If I see another man finishing up at a machine, I'm going to tell him, don't bother wiping away the sweat. Yeah. Let me revel in it. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Let me out, Gladys. Let us out. Let us out. Yeah. <laughs> like, all right, sort out. I know there's a global pandemic, but like sort that. Sort because that. Because I've got some gains to get. Yeah. And Gladys doesn't know what it's like. She's not swole. She's doing enough heavy lifting, put it that way, for the state. 
Okay, Marty wants to get back to the gym. I've got gains to get. Yeah. I've got stretches to do. Marty, we have got a soccer tournament we have to get back to. Oh, my Team God. SBS. We've played like two games this year. I know. Obliterated everyone, but... <laughs> Wasn't much of a challenge, to be honest. <laughs> Sydney needs gyms. Bring us back. Our gyms. The meaning in our lives. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. My, he's spoken like a true statesman. My fit affiliate cousin. Yeah. Guess where he is right now. What's he doing? He's in Mexico. <laughs> What's he doing in Mexico? What do you think he's doing? He's He's out. lifting, bro. <laughs> and he sends me videos. He's like, oh, you guys are basically in <laughs> World War Two Germany. Oh, like he's gone full conspiracy. Like he's like, oh, you guys have got it so bad. Like you basically have a totalitarian leader. And then he'll be like, no, oh, check out this, bro. That I've got this new chemical. That <laughs> actually gives you real good boost when you get in there. <laughs> I don't. I'm Last not thing you need is to be supercharged that. with no outlet to go to. Yeah. If anything, it would make it worse. Yeah. Look, I feel for you. I respect your. How's your opinion. exercise going? It's non-existent, and I'm loving it. Okay. <laughs> what are you talking about? I'm not getting into lifting at this present time. I'm gonna <laughs> wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait for a while before I get into lifting. What? Yeah. I just. I, I think, think it's most just... of your life has passed. If you haven't got into it now, it's over. Nah, it's not never over. It's never too I've late. I've tried you on those weights and it was it didn't wasn't effective. Yeah, because I wasn't that dedicated. What? <laughs> you told me you wanted to get swole. That was before I found out how much effort and work it took. I have to do this shit every day? It's Bro, cool. every day I have to do this shit. Why can't I just do this for a week and just be ripped after a week? It's uh, ridiculous. You spend, you spend one day on one body part. <laughs> that should be enough. <laughs> anyway. Should we get to the guest for today? Let's get to the guest. Yeah. Who's our guest for today? Today, we're talking to Olympic boxer, Harry Garside. What? We've got an, an Olympian on the show. We most certainly do. Unbelievable. And ballet dancing Aussie boxer who won a gold medal in Tokyo this year on the show. <laughs> that is just a weirdest sequence of words. <laughs> ballet dancing Aussie boxer who I won mean, gold in Tokyo. To be fair, like I think he did one or two ballet dancing classes and the media just ran with it during the Olympic <laughs> game. They were loving it. <laughs> That's all he'll be remembered for. But he did grow up not too far from you, right? Yeah, he grew up in Lilydale, which is about 15 minutes from me in Melbourne southeast. Is that where the chicken's from? It is. It's where you might have seen Lilydale Free Range <laughs> Chicken. It's its claim to fame, and now it has a new one. <laughs> He's still living with his parents. Okay. He's Lily. a bronze medalist living with his parents, the age which actually in. probably isn't that crazy a thing. A lot of Olympians aren't actually that cashed up. But he's on today not to talk about sport. That's not what our show's about. We want to find out of all the places he has lived, what was it like to live in the Olympic Village. Harry Garside, welcome to the show. How are you doing? Mate, so good. Thanks for having me on, boys. No worries. Where are you at at the moment? I'm currently back home in Melbourne in the eastern suburbs, a little small town in Melbourne. It's not far from where I grew up. Well, Bayswater. Shout out. Shout out to the southeast suburbs. Yep. Hey. Neither of our train stations. Good to visit. <laughs> Well, at any time. I was going to say after 11, but yeah, just any time. Oh, man. I grew, up in, I grew up in Perth. I know every train station in Perth you can't visit at any time. <laughs> <laughs> <Don't> 
Um, the building, though. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, 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 what yeah, room yeah. are you in currently at your parents' house? Uh, so this is the office, I'd call it. Was this off limits to you when you were growing up? It was, yeah. It actually was. <laughs> yeah. My older brother, I'm the youngest of three boys, my older brother used to come in and always watch pornos and that, so... <laughs> <laughs> There's always an age that you come to where your dad first finds out that you're like sneakily watching pornographic videos somewhere yeah. using their internet, you know? They're doing it too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations on your bronze medal at the Olympic Games of 2021 in Tokyo. Hey, thank you. Yeah, big news. Where have you chosen to display it in your home? I'm not going to lie, it's gone missing after the weekends. What? <laughs> it's somewhere in my home, but I haven't seen it since the weekend. So I better, like, I was thinking about it today. I'm thinking, where the fuck is it? Like, <laughs> I've kind of got to, like, because we're in COVID in Victoria, like, you don't really leave the house. So it's somewhere, yeah. but I'm just not sure where. Mum, mum hid it from me, so I didn't lose it. What would you do, Harry, if, like, two weeks from now, you saw your bronze medal on Facebook Marketplace from your mum's account? <laughs> 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 so how much like, how much are you splitting for? <laughs> you can have 70% of it I get 30% of it <laughs> You're only taking 30 I've got to tell you That's not good business You won that thing <laughs> Humble 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 I like this man Where are you thinking like Of, of putting it up Because you know it, Do you want to constantly remind Your mum and dad You know Put it in the kitchen Is that <laughs> You get to hang it from where the spoons are So every time your mum goes to get the ladle You're like Oh there it is it's funny you say that because I'm the youngest of three boys, as I mentioned before, and my, my brothers, like, they weren't the greatest at school. So anytime they got a certificate, like, got their pen license or anytime <laughs> they got a merit at school, they'll post put it up on the fridge. So I might yeah. put it up on the fridge just for a little bit and stick my middle finger up to them. <laughs> nice. The fridge is good. Yeah. I reckon what I would do if I had, like, a medal of any kind, mm. I would put it in a pan in the morning and just cook, pour raw pancakes and cook my pancakes over it so you just have Olympic <laughs> Olympic medal pancakes, fucking great pancakes. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> Mate, that's a good video. I reckon you should do that. <laughs> to be honest, the medal medal school, but it's just a medal. Like it's more like the meaning of it. So I'm actually giving it away in all seriousness. So I gave away my Commonwealth Games gold medal and I was gonna give this one away too. Yeah. You're just thinking like once you get it, great. That's LinkedIn profile. Yeah, yeah. Like, your, your name's <laughs> attached to the medal. It doesn't like the, need the, the physical thing. It's just that's like, oh, no, well, yeah. my credentials are bronze medals. Take medals. one photo with it and then you're done. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> I'm probably going to give it to a council or something like the, the, the closest big big city council or something like that. Put up in yeah. the museum. I mean, that's, that's, that's actually yeah. – he's actually, Why are you bothering with the fridge? <laughs> he's invested in his mythology. Yeah. He's like, I could keep it at home, but no one's going to see it there. Every time someone yeah. enters Lilydale Council, Council now, they will see Harry Garside's bronze medal. Look, we want to know what it's like to live in the Olympic Village. You're there for how long? Three weeks, a month? Yeah, how long were you there for? So I was in Japan for a month. I was in the village for two and a half weeks. There's a myth around the Olympic Village, right? What do you think's going down in the Olympic Village? A lot of people will be like oh, everyone's just having sex. You've got all the athletes in one place from all these different countries. Dawn Fraser, I think I saw on 20 to 1 once, she was getting up to no good. (laughs) I wasn't old enough to know. Dawn Fraser's getting naughty. (laughs) Uh, You know, I think Ian Thorpe did something like that. I think there's this history, you know, of these athletes who've run amok. 
in the in the Olympic Village. But for you, you were entering into that space but with all these restrictions. So what was it like? Yeah, based on all the stories you hear from past athletes and even wife's tales that people make up, like there's vending machines with condoms in them. Because of COVID, <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, wasn't, it wasn't as amazing as, as what I thought it would be. As mm. well, I've also just recently started seeing a girl prize the Olympics. So I was in my best behavior. Probably should add, I went into the Olympics um, not ejaculating prior to my comp. No fat. Yeah, no spats. Yeah, so, mate, by, by the time I was out of comp, mate, I was ready to rip someone's head off. <laughs> <laughs> I had to just stay focused and thinking about this girl that I've been saying they'd be faithful to her. It was hard as well because some of the boys that I was rooming with, they were going hammer and tongs um, with a couple of athletes. But I was just trying my best to stay focused. Dodge these, dodge that. But, like, why wouldn't you when you're in the village? Like, a collection of the best genes in the world just coming together. We're like, let's create a super race of human beings. 100%. Let's do it. Do a lot of athletes not masturbate leading up to the – is this a thing or is this just something you decided to do? To be honest, I have heard other athletes try. To be honest, I thought it was a myth and I didn't think it affected my performance. I don't think it made it any better. So I don't know why I did it, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, damn. I performed. I'm thinking, mate, I've just gone two months and no, 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 Mate, you could, you could have jizzed and won gold. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> I made myself more frustrated. I wanted to blow, I wanted to blow the building up. <laughs> well, look, I've, I've actually, I've tried this out. Like I watched a sports science episode. Did you ever watch sports science? It's like a TV show they had on channel 10 where they'd experiment like different things. And one of them was like testosterone levels and not masturbating or ejaculating before competitions. I gave it a shot. I had a brief semi-professional sporting career in football. And I've got to tell you, it's not worth it. It's absolutely not worth it. I love how Nat's currently like trying to compare his meager sporting career. Mate, I'm paying for the a, Perth Glory youth team. What are you a, talking to about? To an Olympic bronze medalist. Like he's like, actually, bro. <laughs> Man, I want a state medal. <laughs> it's like, you know what, Harry? Me and you, we actually have a, a lot in common. Um, <laughs> I don't masturbate. So <laughs> it, we're basically the same person. I was in Tokyo. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, what tell us give us the kind of uh audio tour of of the Olympic Village. I mean we only saw like the beds and that they were made out of cardboard. Yeah, and so yeah, and then it. leading up they get they made you have cardboard beds like that would stop people from getting busy. Yeah, I don't think it stops many people to be honest, mate. Unless you're like a weightlifter and you're trying to get another weightlifter in your room, like different story <laughs> than the beds crumble. <laughs> You know what I mean? Like, understandable. Most athletes were fine, I think. Okay. <laughs> it didn't work. There was a couple of um, the NBA players who played for Australia. Mm. I know, like, they were, like, really good-looking specimens, obviously have a great profile. Mm. There was a lot of girls chasing them boys, and I think they were having a great time. But good okay. on them. They deserve it. Yes. Good on them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, yeah, give us a little audio tour of, uh, of the Olympic Village. So I think usually a year stories of the village and, and when COVID restrictions aren't um, present, I think you always hear people like associating with other countries. We were pretty strict. We had to sort of stay in the Australian headquarters. Obviously we could socialize, but the Australian headquarters was unreal, mate. Like sitting down the bottom with heaps of other sports, watching the TVs, like mm. it was fantastic. You know I mean, so the Australian teams, team dynamic was like unreal. It's like on schoolies, mate. I remember going on schoolies and I had the best time on schoolies and you think you're going to sleep with heaps of women. You end up just sleeping with all your mates. 
So yeah. Like, <laughs> you get too drunk. Yeah. You're like, wow, yeah. what am I going to do? Yeah. yeah. I was speaking with people that I knew. Yeah. We weren't really socialising that much, so I think it was just like the Australian team were just sleeping with each other, you know what I mean? Mm. How did you go with the restrictions around eating and are you in the same room as everyone when you go to have tea? Yeah, so they have a massive dining hall there and it's huge. You would have seen some footage, I'm sure. It was like unbelievable, heaps of options. Um, they had these screens up, but like they were only really for show. Like you could get around and kiss someone next to you if you really wanted to, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it was just like, it was just there as like a guide. Mm. They had to make it look like they were doing the right thing to yeah. COVID. And I don't know if you know much about boxing. Boxing is a making weight sport. So I couldn't risk going in there and just like going hard on the dumplings and yeah. like, all the burgers and fucking goodies and stuff like that. I couldn't do it. And I just ate at our Australian headquarters where we had some food like tuna and rice. So your kind of your diet as a boxer is actually the same diet as a student living in a share house, tuna, tuna and rice. rice. Yeah, very basic, you know what I mean? That's what makes you amateur athletes, mate. I'm earning no money whatsoever. So, hey, I live off the basic. (laughs) Mate. Once you get that bronze medal into Lilydale Council, <laughs> everything's going to change for you. He's going to have a lifetime supply to Lilydale free range chicken. <laughs> I did watch your final bout and it was interesting because, you know, after it ended uh, and it was announced that this uh, other bloke had won, he did a dance. I was a bit off it. Like, I get it's probably a cultural thing possibly, but, you know, he was dancing all over... Uh, the ring? Yeah, he was dancing all over the <laughs> ring. And it's been kind of like infamously known now that you've done ballet. And uh, I wondered whether that was could have been a moment where you entered a new kind of competition. You know? <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah. out here doing all this dancing. It was like, all right, well, that was boxing. Here's a new dance battle. Yeah, I'm about to put a beret on your ass. <laughs> That's that, honestly. But in saying that, he's a pretty good dancer. He probably would have eaten me alive there too. <laughs> Two battles that day. You've probably done so many interviews since that time. One of the interviews we got to watch and, you know, boy, you know, the guy was asking lots of questions and you actually quoted a famous, a famous line. But where was it? Man. Where was it from? Because we knew, but we could tell it went straight over the interviewer's head. He was like, OK, and next question. <laughs> so heartbroken, mate. <laughs> I was like, come on, I'm sure he's going to get this right. I was like, I was like serving it up on a platter. I was like, come on, mate. Could be all straight into it. Um, but yeah, it was from Tallagate and Nice. that said, um, if you're not first, you're last. Like Ricky Bobby, yep. shake and bake, baby. Shake mm-hmm. and bake. Shake and bake. I'm Ricky Bobby, and if you don't chew Big Red, then fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have fun with the kind of international media over there? A hundred percent. I know uh, I take a bit of inspiration from Ash Barty. So in most of her press conferences, she always says stuff, funny things like that. She's used Lion King a lot yeah. Lion King quotes and just throws it in there. Um, <laughs> like, and I absolutely love that. Just like always being just like having a, having a laugh. Yeah. I just love boxing, mate. Anything else is a bonus. All these other stuff is just a bonus. Like, I just love boxing. <laughs> I'm just a boxer. Yeah, I'm going to have fun. Yeah. So obviously you would have had to quarantine on your way back. What were you doing? Was, were you trying to like make it fun for yourself? Did you like make up your own activities? What was going on during the two weeks? I was, I actually put up, I put my address in the, um, in my bio on Instagram because the girls, the boxing girls, they did it too. 
Yeah. And some people were sending him heaps of food, heaps of gifts. So I put it up there. I'm thinking, fuck, yeah, I'm going to eat this video. <laughs> That's one way to get COVID delivered to yeah. you in the mail. <laughs> COVID straight to your door. <laughs> <laughs> All my mates back home were sending me, like, pocket pussies and Debbie stole Debbie and stuff like that. And, and like, I was just like, please, fuck, you're going to get me heaps of strife here. Yeah, yeah, boys, I'm still not masturbating. I'm waiting for the one. Can, can confirm how masturbated. <laughs> Good to know. I'm glad we're getting That's the new topic of our show. Yeah. Have you fapped? <laughs> no, no, this is a Christian podcast, yeah. all right? I don't want any of this talk about masturbating. <laughs> we're religious in this household. So, yeah, what, el- what else did you get sent? Just like, uh, it was mostly like just sexual things. Was like, okay. <laughs> Silly stuff. <laughs> Anal beads. But people were sending like, like creative stuff and stuff like that. So they were having a good joke, which was, which was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. no. <laughs> You're spending two weeks in that hotel room with just your thoughts, you know. Were there any realisations? That's a good question, man. I think I, I personally, I struggle to be alone. I constantly have searched for things like I surround myself with people or a goal to distract myself from what's actually going on. So yeah, yeah, makes yeah. Sense. And so it was actually like a good two weeks to actually be like forced to just like stop and like enjoy my own company. Yeah. Like yep. Something that I think I haven't done my whole life. So mm-hmm. like, I actually had to do it now. So it was good. That was probably the realization. Hey, like you're actually okay to be by myself. It's fine. Yeah. Did you get a return welcome home that was deserving of a bronze medalist from your family? Oh, I got into a bit of strife. I don't know if you saw it. I was just out the back and, and a few, few of my boys rocked up when they're not supposed to. And I'm like, oh, God, come in. We'll, come in. We'll watch the footy. <clears throat> I live in another country town, man. I don't even know there is COVID around here. Um, <laughs> you know what I mean? But then the, the media got a hold of it. They got photos of it. Pep, the dickhead mates posted on the internet. And the media ran us. Story on Sunday night, got a five thousand dollar fine for it. Oh, that is what it is, mate. I copped on the chin. I did the wrong thing. I don't understand. Like the bronze medal to a hero. It, it, they do scientifically, that to a hero. it repels the virus. Like that. How have they? How have they not looked into this? The science is the bronze not, medal is the cure. <laughs> that AstraZeneca, that Pfizer. Is, who's bothering with that? The wait list is too long. What you want to do is you want to train for ten to fifteen years. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then you want to win a bronze. <laughs> You're back to the kind of, uh, I suppose, humdrum of uh, you know life now. Back at the folks, how's it been? Been good, mate. Like I, I've definitely missed my family. I, I miss my friends as well. But like all in all, I spent two or three weeks here. I'm, I'm ready to, ready to piss off again. And <laughs> <laughs> this is just like my, my base. And then, then I like go tra- usually travel a lot. Yeah, um, but I'll eventually. We're pretty broke as average athletes, but I'll eventually <laughs> buy something. I hope. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the dream for for all of us, I guess. <laughs> you know, mate. Podcast money. Also, <laughs> you'd be surprised. Not lucrative. <laughs> <laughs> when I first met Nat, he he was like, "Yeah, well, actually, like I I gave up a, a career I could have had as a A League soccer player." To do stand up comedy, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that seems that checks out." That's, yeah, okay, well, <laughs> fair enough. He realised he was no, funnier, no, no. funnier yeah. than he was fit, and uh, so this this year I decided to test him out on that. I've been playing football for the Les Murray tribute team, and so um, <laughs> in a local league, and uh, so I gave him a run. And his first game, how many goals did you score? I score. Uh, I think it was about seven. He scored seven goals. 
There's, it's only like <laughs> they're only fifteen minute, fifteen minute quarters. Fifteen minute so half. You're scoring Dude. like once every two minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I have given him a spot on the team. Hey, it's not just talk, you know. I've got the action to back it up. So, so he made the right decision going down the comedy path. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I can only do it on a recreational league on a Monday night <laughs> against unfit <laughs> group I mean, of friends who were doing it for leisure. He got a record for the club, so no, no, well, we were happy with I, it. I remember one game where I was I scored so many goals, I decided to just go goalkeeper because it was just getting unfair. <laughs> we were we were up like 16-0 or something, and I just went goalkeeper, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to try and dribble from the goal, from my goal to the goal. <laughs> I made it through the entire field. I just had me and the goalkeeper and I saw Marty by my side. And I was like, you know what? I'm a team player. I prefer setting up than scoring. I pass it to Marty and this guy skies it to God knows fuck where. (laughs) He had an empty net. It was an empty net. Come on, one job. Yeah, see, again, athletes. Only thing separating us is a bronze medal. That's that's the only thing. And that could change. Yeah, wait till Paris 2024. I'm there. (laughs) Socceroos, bring me on. (laughs) Next Olympics. How are you feeling about it? Uh, will you be competing again? So it's hard to explain. It's a bit of a great area, but okay. I think now that we can go professional and amateur, so mm. we can be like Floyd Mayweather and earn money, um, mm. but we can also represent our country. So if we can do both, as I said, a bit of a great area. I'm unsure. I'm trying to figure out the rules. Because you want to go professional. Yeah, because, mate, amateur athletes, we earn buddy chum change, mate. That's for sure. I'm 24. Mm. <laughs> Still living in my parents' house. Yeah. I mean, it's just in boxing, it's like one big fight. Bank. Bank. I'm calling out Conor McGregor straight away. Yeah. That's the attitude. That's it. Here we go. This is the this is the drop. This no, podcast bro, episode. Who he needs to. Conor McGregor, I hope you're fucking listening. <laughs> Jake Paul. Anyone, anyone who's got the money. Jake Paul, bro. You need to go straight yes. to Jake. Or Logan. Tell you what, you can't eat medals and you can't eat trophies. It's time to call out one of these jumps. Come on. <laughs> Very well for themselves. I know. So you'll have to start doing the rounds, mate. You might actually compete in Lilydale. Don't they have like a bout there? You start there and you move your way up or to the top. Yeah, so it's similar to Homer Simpsons. I don't know if you saw that episode where he fights Dredrick Tatum or whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs> at, the end, at the end of it. Um, so it's similar. You just start fighting at local bars and pubs and get a shit punched out of you and beat up the taxi drivers and slowly but surely. <laughs> Build your way out. <laughs> You'll be able to skip a few steps with the bronze. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. <laughs> I don't really want to fight taxi drivers at local pubs. They're pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> from, the, from the RSL car park to the Olympics, the journey of Harry Garth. That's your, that's, your, that's your book. That's your book title. That's, his 30, that's his 30 to 30. <laughs> Have you ever gotten a fight outside of the ring? That's a dumb question. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> Did it not end well for the person who was in a fight with you? <laughs> I was trying my best. Like when I was younger, it was a bit different, but like you get to a point where it's like you don't want to fuck your hands up. And as yeah. well, sort of the bigger your profile gets, the more people want to sort of chop you down. So you just got to, like for me, I just try my best to be careful and to stay out of fights. That actually becomes your biggest skill is actually avoiding people punching on with you. I reckon words would hurt more. Mm. Use your words. Use your language. They always do, eventually. Yeah. But where I live, mate, where I live, it's sort of like you talk shit, people 
people want to fight. So I was like, yeah, yeah relax. I just relax. Meditate or something. Uh, yeah, hope, you I can't hope. have a roast in Lilydale. <laughs> There's no... <laughs> 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 well, you hey, what'd have, you fucking say, cunt? You can have a chicken roast. That's a show. There's plenty of them. There's so many chickens. There's not plenty <laughs> I feel like some rugby league players could take a leaf out of Harry Gussard's book. Yes. <laughs> a few. It, all, it always pops off for them. It's just someone looks at them weird and they're like, right, you're dead. <laughs> it's over for you. <laughs> well, I find it weird though. Like, I know in this world we live in, we're told, like, don't fight. Violence isn't the answer. And I'm like, oh, maybe it is. Sometimes, yeah. It's like, this is what we've done our whole life. We're the smartest animal, but we're still an animal. And how do animals settle shit in the wild? Like- do you think that's how we should be settling sharehouse debates? Debate <laughs> Someone's like about to send a group text and they go, you know what, guys, we need to fight it out. Meet me in the lounge room. Yep. Lounge room, 3 p.m. Gloves on. No gloves. <laughs> gloves off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is a street fight. Imagine like our politicians, honestly, politicians are going fighting it off. Yeah, you're, true. You're at top of the parliament. That'd be a piss up. I'd be way more interested in politics. <laughs> yeah, I would be too. <laughs> Dutton v. Morrison. <laughs> the real loser, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> On this week's show, we wanted to give one special housewarmer the chance to pitch a new Olympic sport to you that they think could, should or could enter the Olympic Games. And it's actually someone you know, but it's probably something you didn't know about this person, that he has invented a game. Oh, yes. <laughs> Al, you have the floor. You, have, you invented a sport. And Harry Garsard is, you know, in terms of six degrees of separation, this man, he has the best chance of putting in a good word to get your sport in the Olympic Games. What is it? Hey, Harry, good super. Uh, All right. I actually got two variations on golf. Okay. And one, one requires equipment and the other one doesn't. Because, you know, you want every share house to be able to be able to play. And I had a very niche piece of equipment to be able to play one particular game, which is a combination of pool and golf. Uh, known as Polf. P O L F. And where did you create this game? Uh, it was in a, our terrible first share house uh, in Northgate, uh, which you frequented often, Marty. Um, and uh, we, I had this, I had this shitty old pool table that was been like handed down through like three generations, and it had collapsible legs, so you could sit the actual table on the ground. And then we had this putter for some reason. None of us played golf, but we had a putter in the house, as you do with just random share houses. Um, and you played. We played snooker. I had all these old snooker balls because we didn't have a full pool set, obviously. Uh, and it was this old snooker set, and you would stare. And so you, but you'd you'd take the putter and you'd play snooker normally, but you're putting. So you're standing on the table. Everything's exactly the same. So it's kind of like mini golf. Cross pool, pull. I love it. <laughs> uh, has it got legs? Well, no. no it I, have legs. Literally <laughs> does not have legs. Yeah. <laughs> so the second variation, well, it's 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 a completely different game. It doesn't have anything to do with the oh, table, but okay. it's a variation yeah. on golf, and it's called mm-hmm. sock golf. 
And so the idea is like you get a bunch of just bunch of old stocks that you know like you've just taken out of the laundry. This was made. This was kind of made up after like just being bored in the house and having just done laundry, like folding it up after you've hung it out. And you get like a bin or like a little basket, and it's like you do eighteen holes, and you each like set a handicap for each hole, so you create each hole at a time. So like I'll have a go, and like I'll have I'll say like it's par three for the course. So I got three throws to get it yeah. into the bin from wherever I'm standing. Mm. And then whoever makes it, whoever wins gets to set the next hole and set the next handicap and you just play 18 holes. Man, that's sick. I love that. You like that that's one. dope. Cause I did the same thing with socks. Like I, whenever I used to do laundry, I'd do all my socks in one bunch. And once they were done, I had quite deep drawers that they would go in. So I would just open the drawers stand on the other side of the room and just play basketball and try shoot them in and see how many I could get. Yeah. See, that's... Uh, just get a PlayStation. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it hasn't satisfied me. Maybe they'll bring it out on PlayStation. Yeah. Maybe that's the future of PlayStation. <laughs> Let's return to Pole for a second. So wh- what do you think of that as a, as a sport, Harry? Do you think that could enter the Olympic Games? It's a great sport, I could imagine, but it's like one of those sports like rowing. You know what I mean? I feel like only some nations that have money are gonna get it, you know what I mean? Who can get the you know I mean? who can get a buddy the pool table? Who can get the pool table with collapsible legs? That's what's so deeply offensive about that game is you've taken something that almost requires a bit of decorum to have. Like the pool table, like you've gotta have enough money to have the pool table and mostly it's like pubs or like, you know, someone who's got a really good dad lair, like, you know. <laughs> But uh, they've just, like, taken the legs out and put it on the bottom of a share house <laughs> floor. And, like, because, you know, like, when you, you're at a pub and, like, the, the, the sometimes, like, the barman will be watching to make sure you're not getting up to no good with the tables and, like, they're walking on the surface. On the pool table, yeah. They're, wa- they're just part, trampling like, all over You're not even allowed to have a drink hovering over the pool table. You guys are stepping all over it. Yeah, it's obnoxious. <laughs> now, but good sport. I would love to see it in the Olympics. Is pool in the Olympics? No. Nah, no. skip it. Straight to pole. Straight to pole. <laughs> <laughs> I think as well, the second game, the soft game, I think that's a great one. It's got like a nostalgic feel to it. Do you remember being in like school and like I was always a kid who was just not focused you just get paper and you just be thrown out of the bin. You're in a classroom thing. If I keep making these shots, I could make the Olympics. <laughs> I used to have like a shitty tennis racket when I was a kid and we had this big wall in my backyard. I would hit a ball against the wall. The entire time I'd just be thinking, you know what? What if Rafael Nadal was looking over the fence right now and he's looking at me and he's like, this kid's got to be big. <laughs> yeah, Rafael Nadal's in Perth. He scouts out junior talent in Perth. Notoriously the hardest place to get to in Australia. <laughs> a kid can dream, Carney. <laughs> like, I just, look, to level with you both, I mean, like, okay, sure, Polf does sound like it's a bit out there for the Olympic Games, but curling is an Olympic sport. So true. Like, they're scrubbing ice. <laughs> what? You know, the s- stupider things have happened. But you would suck at that. Whereas anyone can grab a putter and play on a pool table, you know? <laughs> Curling's hard, man. It's the everyman sport. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like darts. All you need is a putter and a pool table. Yeah, it's like darts. You know, have you seen darts players? They all look like they could drop dead from a B-City at any given second. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> 
Thanks so much for joining us on Housewarming today. It's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you, mate. Hey, thanks for having me, boys. I've had uh, heaps of fun. Well, we had just as much fun as you did, my man. Let us know when that medal makes it into Lilydale Council. I hope, I hope some junkie doesn't steal it. Fingers <laughs> <laughs> crossed. crossed. The security at Lilydale Council yeah, not is good. lax. Not good. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of another wonderful season, my boy. Wow. That's it. Ten episodes. We guaranteed mm-hmm. you with ten of the greatest people in the world <laughs> to interview. If you have any suggestions about what you like about the show, mm-hmm. what you want to change, what you want to add, who should we scam out of a housewarming gift next? <laughs> Then join our Facebook group. Let us know. We take your feedback very seriously. These are all things that you can help us decide. (laughs) What a season. It's been really great bringing this on to you. It was an unusual one. We were in lockdown. It was Mm. quite difficult at times, Mm -hmm. but um, we made it through. Yeah. And we're keen to bring you a third season. In the meantime, Mm -hmm. we will continue to keep you laughing and enjoying yourself (laughs) with Bin Nights. Bin Nights will still be going every weekend, every Sunday. We'll be releasing Bin Nights. Um, So you can still have a listen to us and then we'll be back for season three with bigger guests, bigger stories. Bigger dicks. (laughs) They will grow. (laughs) (laughs) We have two specific things we want to ask for Mm. at the end of this season from our house farmers, from you. And that is, tell one friend about our podcast. Ultimately, for us to keep doing this, we do need people to listen to to the podcast. (laughs) And it has grown. We've grown quite a bit this season. That's really awesome. If you love this show, tell someone else you do. Word of mouth is one of the most powerful tools in society. As you've come to know. Yeah. It's how the Black Panthers did it, dude. They were just yelling out in the street. I studied their ways and then I started a podcast in the inner west. radio. (laughs) And lastly... Leave us a review if you can. Mm. Um, we haven't really asked for that at all this season, I mm. don't think. Our mistake. But yeah, if you could leave <laughs> us a review on um, Apple Podcasts, that would be super helpful too. Amazing. But in the meantime, keep up with us on our Instagram, at Housewarming Podcast. We're on TikTok, Housewarming Podcast. Facebook. popping group. off. TikTok's very popping off. Just hit 5K. Hell yeah. Pretty good shit. One month. TikTok's ridiculous. <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> but that's, uh, that's for another podcast. <laughs> Until next season. Yeah. Peace. Uh, well, you know, maybe if he strived for silver, he could rent his own place. It's not a fight. You're missing the stage because you're throwing <laughs> tight fives into the. <laughs> What do you want from me? What do you expect?